And welcome back to another episode of my Swedish Friend podcast. On today's episode, we are covering All Along the Watchtower with uh, Jimi Hendrix. Yes, yes, we are indeed. So let's jump right into it. Yeah, this was quite a, I love the song. Um, grew up listening to it um, on KMOD, the Rainbow Station here in town. Yes, yes. So right off the bat, I thought he was saying, you know, it says there must be some kind of way out of here. And I always thought he said the trucker to the thief, <laughs> not the joker. I don't know why. I think it's just, I couldn't hear it. And I thought it was like he was getting robbed, like a... Mm a truck driver and a thief, and it made sense in my head. There's too much confusion, that's why. Right, there's confusion, and he can't get no relief, and well, I thought... Well, I was just saying, for your trucker, there's too much confusion. Uh-huh, I guess. Because you didn't know it was Joker. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, there was total... I think that joke went... It went way over my head for a minute. It was a uh, good dad joke. Uh, yes, that's... <laughs> oh, but yeah... Um, uh, apparently, it. apparently it's a joker to the thief, not uh, the trucker. I don't know. I didn't understand why there would be a joker, I guess. It didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. Just trucker sounded, you know, he's yeah. getting a thief, a trucker. You know, it made yeah. sense to me. Some of those uh, truck stops are kind of sketchy. Yeah. So. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Maybe they've improved. I hope so, but good golly, yeah. I remember some stories. Mm-hmm. All right, so then it, it says, um, well, I got the next mine. It's I have businessman there, drink my wine, come and dig my herb. No one will level out their minds. Nobody out of this world. Mm-hmm. I know that's not right at all, but that's what I heard, and... Uh, it made sense in my brain, you know, some businessman, they're drinking my wine, and then they come and dig on my herb, which, smoke my herb, dig my herb, and then no one will level out of their mind. Like, they're not ever going to level out. They are just, they're gone. Hmm. And then they're out of this world. Um, uh, again, it made sense in my brain. <laughs> See, I had the first line right, but then the second line with plowmen, I heard, come and dig my earth. Like, dig this, or check this out. And no one will ever own the line nobody owns of its worth. Wow, yeah. See, yeah. We, we both screwed that one up. Yeah. What it really says is, businessmen, they drink my wine, plowmen dig my earth, no one will level on the line, nobody offered his word, hey, hey. I still, I think nobody owns of its worth. This sounds better, but I didn't write it, so... No, no, I totally right. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I mean that. I just I I really didn't. Uh, the plowman, that one totally escaped me. I didn't hear plowman at all. I just heard businessmen there drink my wine, and come and dig my herb. I don't know. 60s, so yeah. So yeah. plowman, cowman, come and dig my herb. I guess that's how what I heard it as. Um, I thought you just said dick my herb. <laughs> Well, you know, not, not today, Michelle, not today. The earth <laughs> needs a good dicking. <laughs> Doesn't it always? <laughs> no reason to get excited. <laughs> Anywho, um, yeah, so that's the next line is uh, that no reason to get excited. Uh, the thief kindly spoke. Uh, 
although it says the thief he kindly spoke, I did not yeah. hear the he in there. And I didn't either. Yeah, and I was just like, do what? And then I heard there are many here among us who feel that life is but a joke. But uh, but you and I, we've been through that. This is not a phase. So let us stop talking falsely now. But it was getting late. So I guess the only one I only thing. The part I didn't really hear was he and the kindly thief kindly spoke, and then I guess he said, "This is not our fate." But I swear it sounded like this is not a phase, like you know how you go through phases in your life, and like, cause cause it says before that you and I we've been through that. Oh, I got that. You deny we've been through that. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is got our faith. This has got our faith. Like faith. Faith. Yeah, like faith. Like. I believe. Yeah, know, like the faith among us. Or gotta have faith. faith. Yeah. George gotta Michael. have faith. Do, 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 yeah, okay. Do, do, do. And not fate. Okay. Yeah. That's why I, yeah, no, I didn't hear fate either, so that's why I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. We, we, we don't hear the same thing. <laughs> Sometimes. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, and then he says, hey, and hey, hey, hey. Mm. Yeah, I can't even do him justice. I ain't even gonna try. Yeah. I mean, um, oh, sorry. You're like, yeah. I'm like, no, I know. Especially today. I'm a little um, rough, gravelly sounding today. I'm a little... Um, and then the next verse, what do we have? Uh, all along the watchtower. Uh, prince, princess kept a view. I, right. I, princess I, I got princess. I, don't yeah. know. I didn't know it was prince, princes. In like princes. princes. All prince. <laughs> Like, the princesses. <laughs> I almost turned that into, like, um, moose and geese kind of thing. I was like, oh, I lost it. The, the moose princes. The meeses. The princers. Yeah. The princers. Yeah. It's yeah. A, um, right. But it's it's prince. Is. Is. And uh, not princess, kept a view. Um, while all the women came and went, uh, barefoot servants too, outside in the cold distance, a wild cat did growl. Uh, two riders were approaching, and the wind began to howl all along the watchtower. And then I wrote, gotta beware. So I swear in the recording, he, scre- he screams in some somewhereness, gotta, be- gotta beware, you know, or some something <laughs> at the end. And I swear I heard that. Um... I don't know, but I don't Yeah, so Let's see, on that one, I had uh, where he says, well, outside in the cold distance. I heard upside in the cold distance. Okay, I could hear that. I could understand that. Upside. And a wildcat did frowl. Frowl. frowl, Good God, can you hear my wildcat over there wrestling with (laughs) her little toy in the shoes? Jeez, sorry, y'all, if you're picking up that noise. That's a wildcat. It's my wild cat. <laughs> but Frau? Frau. Frau. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No. That's what I was hearing, though. And, like, by a wild cat, it wasn't, like, meow cat. It was, that man's wild. He's a wild cat. You know? Because it was the 60s, so. Right, right, okay. Look at that wild cat. Wild cat. Yeah. I just thought it was about was some woman, person. you know, a princess kept a view. Like, she was watching her man all along this watchtower. And these women came and went, and barefoot servants too, servants of, like, who knows what. Mm-hmm. And then she stuck these, like, you know, cats on them. Hmm. Yeah. I thought somehow... Sex and drugs, it always comes back to... 
Mm-hmm. No, I didn't think, think about that. But I thought, like, the whole... It was the 60s! The, yeah. Well, I mean, like, with the, uh, the title being Watchtower, I was thinking about the incident in Texas where the, the guy gets up on the... Uh, oh, the, the crazy watch- shooter guy. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I thought it was a reference, and somewhere buried in the song there's a reference about it, and he just created some sort of story. I didn't really listen to the lyrics okay. too well. It was... That's that was my thought until we dug into it, and I'm like, oh, I was way off. I see. It doesn't have anything to do. Now you got two going. Right. My cats are going <laughs> crazy, guys. I apologize for the background disturbance. We're not tap dancing. No, at all. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, um, like I said, my mom, every morning we'd get ready, and we had, uh, the radio on that mm-hmm. was just our thing and it was just always KMOD the rainbow station which played you know Led Zeppelin Jimmy uh Pink Floyd uh 38 special just a bunch of all kinds of you know uh 70s <laughs> 60s 70s music um even the Beatles all you know all kinds of stuff um but the, I, every time I heard the song it was just like you know I, that's I, the the trucker and the thief and it just all came back to, you know, he's getting robbed, and then they came and they stole his weed and wine, and now they're all fucked up, and then this woman's pissed and watching her man and stuck some cats on him. Yeah. <laughs> and my little, like, I don't know, probably nine, I don't know how old I was the first time I really remember hearing the song, but I, I know it was probably like nine or ten at least um, that I can remember. God, we listened to that station forever. Phil and Brent, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, rest in peace. Anyhow. See, I was over on a 106.1. Uh, the, what is that, Cool 60s? Oh, the Golden something? Oldies. Yeah, yeah. That's what I had listened yeah. to. Yeah. I got into that when I was in high school, um, believe it or not. Oh. Like, I really, really got into, the, like, the Golden Oldies. See, I flipped, because I had listened to that, because my mom was always in control of the, uh, of the radio on our way to wherever. So we do the 106.1. And then whenever I got a little bit older, like in the teenage years, uh, I switched over to the 97.5. And then that was the cool, what, 60s, 70s, and a little bit, it was the classic rock station. No, they actually played the whole like genre. But anyway, so yeah, we're going to take a small break and we'll be back to discuss some fun things about um, this song and Mr. Jimmy and whatnot. Yeah, give us just a minute, guys. And welcome back, guys. All right. And we're continuing on with All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix. So yeah, we just told you what um, we heard <laughs> or didn't, didn't hear. <laughs> um... So now let's get into some fun little facts and whatnot about the song. So it was, what, originally by Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Jimmy was given a tape of it, and they all listened to it for the first time in the studio, and then boom. He was immediately like, let's do it, and mm-hmm. did a large number of takes on the first day, and halfway through the bass player left, mm-hmm. <laughs> said nope, and the final bass part was played by Jimmy himself, so that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so there's no chorus. Uh, no, no. 
Um, and then originally, whenever Bob Dylan released it, it didn't even like make it on the top 20s, top 40s, nothing. It just kind of went away. Right. Didn't hit anything. Didn't become popular till Jimmy covered it, mm-hmm. you know, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, one of those where the cover kind of outshines the original, which mm-hmm. that's not always the case usually. Um, so kudos to mm-hmm. Jimmy. And even Dylan himself mm-hmm. has said, quote, um, I like Jimi Hendrix's record of this, and ever since he died, I've been doing it that way, saying that it's strange how... Um, when he sings it, he always feels it's a tribute to Jimmy in some kind of way. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really neat, you know, that he has a lot of respect for it. I mean, like, again, not all artists are pleased with people's covers of mm-hmm. their, their their work. So, yeah. They're um, very uh, possessive. For real, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hendrix recording um, appears at number 47 on Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. And this song, I think it was this song actually ended up being his like one and only considered hit billboard hit yeah because yeah, it yeah. was the it reached top 20. like top 20 yeah so Jimi hendrix is technically a one-hit wonder even though he's got several other songs um which is surprising like i hate to say that about Jimi hendrix yeah, there's like it's a whole bunch like of people that are like one-hit wonders they're technically considered it yeah even though they've like released tons, tons of other of hits. Just like Blink-182 is one. Oh, that, well, yeah. No, no. I know, but okay. Kinda, <laughs> I've been on a Blink-182 kick for whatever reason. Yeah, I mean, I... Only uh, Dude Ranch. Dude Ranch, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that one's been on repeat for yeah. like two or three months now. I'll give Dude Ranch its total, yeah. total respect and props on that one. That was... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then it says um, Hendrix's guitar solo I was reading um, was included at number five on Guitar World's list of 100 greatest guitar solos. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is a god on the guitar, or was a god, is a god still maybe through yeah. somebody, if you believe in reincarnation. <laughs> Just kidding, I, I don't know. I couldn't well, speak there, so it sounded good. <clears throat> so there's that medium who... Uh, she didn't know who she was channeling. She didn't know, like, who Jimi Hendrix was or anything. As whenever she was living in Seattle and she kept seeing, like, this black musician um, coming to her. And he was, like, telling her about, like, this song and constantly, like, humming the uh, the lines to it. Oh, wow. The tune to mm-hmm. it or whatever. So she finally wrote it down and everything. And then she found out later that she was actually uh, the ghost, the spirit, was Jimi Hendrix. What? That it's somewhere out there. I like listening to the whole interview. I think it's like it. what, one of those coast to coast shows or. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I could see it on some crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a crazy, crazy story, too. That does sound crazy. I would yeah. love to hear that sometime. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All right. So. Um, yeah. Anything else on this, Miss Michelle? Let's see here. Um, so, Jimmy was left handed. Oh, that's right. Yes, he's a southpaw like me. What, what? So his father tried to make him play right-handed because his dad considered left-handed um, playing a sign of the devil. Well. Yeah, that kind of like, woo. Got a little devil in us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I mean, I remember hearing stories about how um, back in the day they wouldn't let um, 
students write left-handed. Like, they would correct mm -hmm. them and force them to write right-handed. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I guess there was something against us lefties. But, hey, don't hate. I just said being different. We, we love just to say. No. <laughs> but, yeah, he's very talented. Very yeah. talented. Uh, he couldn't read music, which is, like, pretty neat, considering, like, how quickly he could pick up on music. Doing, he did like a lot of covers. When the Beatles released Sgt. Pepper's, mm -hmm. uh, whenever they released that album, Jimi Hendrix was in London at that same time. And it was like the record had been out maybe two, three days, not even a week. And he was playing a show. Well, the Beatles went to go see the show because they were hearing all this talk about this guy. And so they're like, oh, let's go check him out. So Jimi Hendrix did his whole show not knowing the Beatles was in the audience playing the entire thing of Sgt. Pepper's, right? Oh, wow. I, I love that. more like, oh, wow. Okay, go so, on, go on. And the, at the end of, like, one of the songs, and he's doing, like, this huge solo and everything, the, the guitar became out of tune, and he needed somebody to tune it for him. He couldn't tune his own guitar, unfortunately. That is just crazy to me. Yeah. That is crazy to me. So the spotlight goes out. One of the best guitarists ever couldn't tune his own guitar. That's, mm. that's bananas. So the spotlight goes out on the crowd, and the Beatles are like, oh, they're going to spot us. And it turns out, like, Eric Clapton is in the audience. And he's like, and Jimmy's, like, looking at Eric Clapton saying, hey, come here. I need you to retune my guitar for me. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. So you had, like, so three. Clapton, Jimmy, Jimmy the and Beatles, the Beatles. All in the club, all at the same time. Oh. That is, like, almost like a Damn. I mean, good lord, that's like God himself mm -hmm. did arrange like yeah. the meaning of the best. Wow. Yeah, Paul best. McCartney will, uh, tells a story at like one of his, it was one that the show that I went to, so you get like little, I don't know if he tells that at every single show, but he tells the story and you're just like, oh my god. But That's awesome. Mm -hmm. mm, and then it. you have like uh, Eric Clapton in the story, and so my little, what is that? separation or degrees from Eric Clapton is my dad used to work at the airport here in Tulsa mm -hmm. doing security before he came, became a cop. And one night or one day at um, the airport, they get a call saying that there's somebody taking their luggage that's on the second floor and they're throwing it down to the first floor. And <laughs> that's a big no-no. Yeah. And so my dad goes to check it out and sees who it is and it's Eric Clapton. And this is, like, during Eric Clapton's, like, big drinking days, like, the 70s. His heyday. Yeah. yeah. Like, heavily drunk. Yeah. And my dad goes back to his supervisor, and he goes, hey, we can't arrest him. It's Eric Clapton. And his supervisor says, well, I don't give a fuck if it's Bob Hope. Go arrest his ass, or it's your job. <laughs> so my dad's like, dang it. Damn. <laughs> yes, sir. So he goes, <laughs> and he arrests Eric Clapton, and he has to take him down to the police station and get him booked. So it's just him and Eric in the car together. Like, do you ask for an autograph at that time? Bad timing. Right? Right. Yeah, damn. Dad thought. He was God like, damn. can I do this? <sighs> it, Sorry. You, is there a way? For, my dad had the same thought. He was like, how can I do this? <laughs> and then it was, well, I got a few minutes alone with him, like maybe 20, 30 minutes alone in him, with him, not in him. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah! He could have been my stepdad. Damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> Anywho, but so yeah, so my dad was like trying to figure out what questions he could ask him, and instead Eric Clapton says, 
um, are you going to be strip searching me? And my dad says, well, is there a reason for us to? Do you need, have something you need to volunteer? <laughs> Anything like that. And he goes, well, um, you see, I have the clap. And my dad says, huh, imagine that. Eric Clapton has the clap. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he drops him off and everything. And as he's like, as Eric Clapton's getting booked and everything, and my dad like departs, Eric Clapton says to him, you're a very good Bobby, thank you. Or a very nice Bobby, thank you. Aww. Yeah. And then the story came out the next day, and my dad was like asleep whenever the radio and everything got a hold of the story, and they somehow got a hold of his name oh. and released that. They're like, this dumbass police officer, blah, 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 arrested Eric Clapton. You know. They're like, all he did was throw some luggage off the second floor. Like, really? Really? Yeah. Let him do it. He's a rock star. <laughs> Eric Clapton, which my dad was on the same boat. But anyway, so he tells oh, me about funny. how the next morning he woke up with his roommate was on top of him, strangling him, saying, how the fuck could you do this? That was Eric Clapton. And my dad's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I argued. I, I didn't tried. want to. I was forced to. Trust yeah. me. Oh, man. So. That's one for the books. That's mm-hmm. really cool. He had some really good stories. Dang. That sounds that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so um, this one was originally by Bob Dylan, which when we end it out here, we'll play some of that just so you can kind of hear it. I like to give you the little reference of each one um, because... Um, when I listened to Bob Dylan's version, I could clearly, clearly hear that it said Joker (laughs) and not Trucker. So I'm like, wow, if I had heard Dylan's version first, Mm -hmm. maybe would have known it was a a Joker and not a Trucker. But, you know, hey. Yeah. I didn't. Um, That's what threw me off, too, about listening to the original. I did it, like, after writing down, like, what I thought I was hearing with Jimmy's. And I flipped over to that just to see, like, is there anything else that I could be overlooking? Right. And it was, his whole thing is very, very clear. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 Bob. Um, don't you remember? Like, like, I can barely understand you in, like, all your other songs. And every song. So yeah. how is it this one is clear as day? Yeah. Yes. I don't understand that either, darling. I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. How? Um, but anywho, um, love, love you, Bob. And love Jimmy so um tell us what you thought you heard um you know we'd love to know your thoughts and if there was something that you didn't hear did hear or what you thought it meant even you know Mm -hmm. we all have our own little stories idea that we Mm -hmm. conjure up about what these songs mean so let us know um drop us a line at my swedish friend podcast at um, gmail.com again Mm -hmm. that's my Swedish friend podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, if you even have an idea for a song, let, let us know that too. Um, we'd love to know. Mm-hmm. And we're going to end it then. And thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you.
We would like to thank each and every one of you for listening today. If you like our show, please rate, review, and subscribe. Also look for us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for show info and updates. The views expressed in this podcast are our own. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, drop us an email to myswedishfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We would also like to thank all the talented musicians for their great work. And just to remind you, we do not own the rights to the music played during this show. Also, a big shout out to Still First in Space for producing our theme music. Thank you for listening and have a great day, my Swedish friends.